This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. My estimation, a must-win game, not to be dramatic, but I do not see a path to you having anything like a successful season that does not include you beating arguably the worst team in football, especially after you got embarrassed by the Cowboys last week. And then you've got San Francisco on Thursday on a short week. Then you come home for Seattle before you play in Miami and in Buffalo. So there are a lot of people out there who would say that 0-6 could be on the table if the Giants lose this game. So Saquon Barkley was asked, was there a sense of urgency this week? To be completely honest, no. And I think that's important. We can't act like the sky's falling. That's for everyone else to do that. But we got to stay solid. The core got to stay solid within his locker room, within his building. And I think we did that. And like I said, hopefully on Sunday we can go out there and show you guys. He also said that it's important to show rookies how to handle losses like they experienced in week one. Hmm. I know when I was a rookie, I would look up to those guys and, and see how, you know, Eli would, would move and all those guys. And that was probably one of my biggest things I respect about Eli the most, um, especially in this market, being a quarterback in New York. And at the time, we weren't having a lot of success dealing with the media, how he would come in every single week, how he would come in every single day. So I feel like not only myself, but there's a lot of guys. We have like eight. I mean, I don't know how many captains we have, but a lot of guys vote for captains, which is a good thing. Got a lot of leadership on the team and a lot of guys who don't have seats on the chest who are leaders, too. So I think they did a really good job. I think we did a really good job of responding and um, hopefully that can go out and make up for what happened last week. And so you guys can get off our tail about the 10 captains the Giants have. And Saquon is the vocal leader. You got to love everything about this cat. You know, he doesn't just show up every Sunday and, and puts on just, you know, awesome performances. But the vibe you get around him, you know, the players in the locker room adore Saquon. The fan base, you know, has come to really become affectionate with this guy. Didn't want to see him leave. So he's excited to have him back in that locker room. And he's saying all the right things. Uh, you know, Saquon is a guy, man. He's a he's a really talented guy, and 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 those two and, and those interviews were spot on, man. You cannot get in the dumps. You cannot let the you know, like I was saying, you can't let the last game you just played that now doesn't even mean anything. Why? Because you played it already. You lost it. it. You can't get it back. So why go and keep talking about it and and, and struggle moving forward? You know, uh, it's it's. It just doesn't help anybody, you know, and, 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 and sooner you can get everybody on the same page going forward, you know, go look at the film and see, like, I'm telling you, like, film study helps helped me internalize losses so much more than anything else because you sit and you look at all of these different situations and you look, well, we played horrible. Look at this. Wow, look at this. If this happened differently, if this happened differently. And it's stuff that's, on, and it's stuff that's in your control, mm-hmm. not the other team's control. So it always makes you feel, you know, a little bit better, and then you tend to not let those things happen going forward. Giants offense last week that was supposed to come into this year much more improved than we saw a year ago. Mm-hmm. Much more explosive. Much more explosive. 171 mm-hmm. yards of offense. It, it just got completely derailed and blown up on that first drive that started off with some success, that started off looking like they were going to, you know, take it to the Cowboys at least on that opening drive and make a little bit of a statement. But, you know, they, they couldn't overcome the false start and the blocked field goal, and it just went downhill from there. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona last year did get home on Washington and that net loss, like a, a very competitive loss. Washington had to come back in the fourth quarter. They got six sacks, forced three turnovers, and as I mentioned, Jones, with that offensive line, was under duress last week. So any concern uh, in, in your football eye as far as that Cardinals defensive line against this Giants offensive line? Well, I, I don't have any concern now. Right, I would say that I don't have any concern now. Why? Because the game hasn't started yet. Give, give me a quarter, and then I will be concerned, or either turn the game off. 
like I did last week. <laughs> nah, don't turn the game off, man. We need you to break it down. We we gonna have to be back two weeks from now bre- breaking down these games. Don't turn it off. Don't get all well, emotional. I'm, I'm I'm so much yeah. That but when it comes to the giant, well, last week I can't. I I I, I totally turned the game oh, off. That's at what nine, I was asking. Are you are you like nothing. throwing things? Are you like what, no, what's happening? No, 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 no. It's not worth breaking stuff in my house because they got beat by Dallas. I would never do that. Um, I'd get mad, you know. I'd yell a little bit, um, but the game was nine nothing, and then Dad just got a sack on us. I'm, I turned it off, and we started watching uh, Black Mirror. <laughs> Wait, so you got the family <laughs> in the crib watching the game with you? Yeah. Oh no, when, when when the Giants playing, we you know we sit there and we watch it, man. Like we, we, we like you know we're Giants people. Wait, so you got kids? You got a wife? What's going on? I, yeah, I, I don't know about yeah. the personal life. Put yeah, me on. no, man. I, 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 you know, I got, I got a wife. I got two boys. We sit in the house and we, and we watch the game. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. nice, nice family outing. Didn't yeah. go the way you expected, but you, you, you transitioned to Black Mirror because you couldn't watch that dumpster fire anymore. Man, I couldn't watch it. You know, I couldn't watch it anymore, man. I just, <laughs> it, it just wouldn't. Uh, it's just not something that's 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 something I wanted to see. I because I saw it going downhill. I saw the drive. We making the drive, we going on field, we running the ball, we got Daniel Jones running the ball, we got Saquon running the ball, we jamming it down their throats, and then we get stalled, like we stall out, right? And we have to take a field goal. And I'm like, this is not right. Something's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Block, th- they blocked the damn field goal and, and scooped and scored it. And that was a wrap. Then it came back, sack, sack, uh, incomplete pass, punt. They drove down, got and and, and got three, nine, nothing. I was Came back, we got the ball back. First, the first play of that of that third drive, sat. I turned it. <laughs> turned it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, man, it's just I, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch this. I'm not gonna watch. So I went to look at the stats and look at, you know, stuff, and you know, just to have my information right. That's all. <laughs> there we go. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Steve is in Chappaqua. What's up, Steve? Hi, you and Brandon. I have to say. Number one, I no one consumes more talk radio than I do, and you two are such a wonderful listen. You're both thank you, man. Knowledgeable, calm, sense of humor. You converse about football, about sports. You don't shout at people for two hours and get your point in. Just a terrific, terrific listen. Thank I just you so much. Appreciate, appreciate you, you man. So That's love, man. We oh, appreciate that. You're the best. Uh, my question is. Uh, I'm going to bring it up. Why does no one talk about Colin Kaepernick? The Jets have a terrible offensive line. They need a mobile quarterback. He's been working out. Can he get a look? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen either. Appreciate the call, Steve. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick has been dormant for a long time as far as on the roster. Uh, I know Colin personally. I played with him in San Francisco for a year. Uh, Great guy. Great talent. uh, Super crazy ability. Um you know, I just I think teams have, have have moved on. This is the what the third year, fourth year, so something like that. They haven't been picked up. Oh no, this there. is uh, eight, uh, seven years because twenty sixteen really? was the last time he had played. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm behind on my on my time and my brain, but yeah, no one's gonna go and pick him up after all of this time of being off. 
you know. Yeah, I, I I would love it, man. I was a, I was on that campaign trail of Colin getting back into the league just mm-hmm. because I felt like to some degree he had been blackballed and you know the the you know, I don't want to get into politics, but it was it, it was made into a political statement that you know was was just sad to see and very unfortunate. But I, I'm with you, man. Seven years removed from the last time he's been on the football field, I don't think that's the direction they're going in. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, you know, I echo the sentiments of the last caller's intro. You know, it's nothing like getting on the jack with the awesome two. Appreciate you. Guys are you. phenomenal. Yeah, only only you. person missing is Teddy Ted. That's you know sir. what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, look, Brandon, you, you hate the Cowboys. I think you hate the Cowboys slightly less than me. You know, my, my, my point's on the Jets. Let me tell wow. you why, though. Check this out. Peep game. You know, my uncle used to have the palatial, you know, house in New Rochelle. So, you know... When the fall would come, he would send me up there. You know, my family sent me up there to do the leaves and all this kind of stuff. So after that, we sit down in the den and we watch football. And all I would hear about was Starback this, you know, Drew Pierce and that. I just made one comment. I was like, look, Franco Harris to me is better than Tony Dorsett. You know, this dude threw me out the house, put me on the porch, told my pops to come pick me up and didn't pay me for that weekend that I did the leaves. So, you know. <laughs> I, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I don't That's blame petty. you. That's you petty. That's petty, you understand? Man. That's petty. Listen, you know how family is. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. Nah, <laughs> he would have gave me my bread, though. He would He would have gave me my bread, though. There's no question. No, but he I was a shorty, though. Bread. I was only like seven, eight years old. I was in the 70s, so, you know, he was able to get away with that. But look, I, I'm not a Giants fan, but I don't hate them. And, and Brandon, I think you're a little high on Jones than as warranted as of yet. I mean, he's got a chance for the rest of the season to, you know, surpass Prescott as a quarterback. But I, I would say still not yet. And I can't evaluate anything on that last game because that offensive line was a sieve. It was a perfect storm, literally and figuratively. So I, I can't put none of that really on Jones. He couldn't even do a three-step drop, much less a four or five. Yeah, it was bad. Now, yeah, it was real bad. You know what I mean? And dudes need to be ashamed of themselves. Like, it was disgusting, like you said. But look. Now, with my New York Jets, and I'm not trying to poke my chest out at all because the New York Jets every year are quote-unquote interesting. You know what I mean? Read between the lines on that. You know, I, But I see a path for Salah to save his job and save the season. Now, I'm not a big Zach Wilson fan. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I never liked him, to be honest with you. I never liked the pick, nothing like that. I feel like his, uh, what they call it, the athleticism was overstated. Every time I see him running out of the pocket, I see the defender right on his heels. And, you know, he's slight, and he plays small in the pocket. But the advantages that I've seen is the best coaching that Salah has done has been when he's been in there because he plays it close to the vest as a defensive head coach. They play good defense. You know, they utilize the offensive line for what they can do, which is run block, as opposed to what they can't do, which is pass block. And any time that they have a quarterback in there that they feel comfortable with opening up the passing playbook, Look what happens. Mike White disemboweled. Aaron Rodgers didn't even last. What, what, he did three? What, did he have three or four plays? Four plays. <laughs> Come on. They got to run the football. They got to, listen, what you do with, with, with a kid like Zach Wilson and any of quarterback who's young, who does, and his other thing that he doesn't do is see the field well. You boot him out. You give him half the field reads, and you tell him, bro, listen, you got wheels, you got to use those wheels. Mm-hmm. They need a couple of designed runs for him as well. And the thing he just needs to do is learn how to slide before getting hit and know that actually I got to get to the sideline a little faster because the defenders are faster. That's how he got hurt both times with his knee. Yep. They, they could win this game. 
I'm sorry. You know, you could tell me all this nonsense about these cowboys all you want. They're a paper tiger. They ain't nothing to be scared of. They ain't nothing to be scared of. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean, oh. let's go. Let's win this game and stop making excuses and whining. I'm you, on man. Come on. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go get it. Hold up, Always. Brandon. Nah, man. The last time you said that, my quarterback tore his damn Achilles. So I don't but know you what... won the game. Ty, you won the uh, game. I don't know, Take man. Away. You want to know, brother. I don't know how I feel about that. But listen, Brandon, all jokes aside, this is a winnable game for this team. It is. What's the formula in your in your opinion? What do they got to do to go out there and win? I, I know as a former running back, you, you're going to be a fan of establishing the run with Brees Hall well, and Dalvin. I'm Cook. going defensey. I'm going defense first. Okay. I'm going defense first. Play man coverage on the outside and pressure, pressure, pressure. You got to bring one more nigga and block. And and and, and outside of CD Lamb, you see they already we, we already know uh, uh, Cook is out. Man. Yep. He's out. Right. So. They don't have the big-time Jason Witten that, that's taking up the middle of the field anymore as a tight end, right? So we can play man outside. That's Sauce Gardner, follow C.D. Lamb all the way around the field, play man and, and, and you know, blitz and, and pressure Dak Prescott and, and probably, you know, and they're making a mistake. And contain the run. Tony Pollard, yeah. we, know, we know he's got some big games in him. Uh, Michael Gallup, yeah, of course, is not Brandon Cooks, and he's not the, the threat that C.D. Lamb is. And Jake Ferguson, they lost Schultz and replaced him with Ferguson. So, I mean, they, they're counting on some of these other guys. If, if C.D. isn't going to be the one to have a big game, they're counting on some of these other guys, which means that there's pressure on, you know, Sauce and D.J. Reed and the secondary with Whitehead, who had three interceptions last week, and Quincy Williams getting out there and covering. Like, this, this is going to be a defensive battle, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Run the football on offense, establish a run, like you said I was going to say. Because guess what you do when you got a guy in the game that you don't too much have confidence in, right? Let's let's call it what it is. The Jets don't have confidence in and 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 Zach Wilson because they wouldn't have brought Aaron Rodgers in <laughs> in the beginning. That's so true. what do you do, guy like that? You got two good running backs on your roster who 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 with Brees Hall he ran like a maniac last, oh, you know, you know, coming off of an injury. It was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to watch. I really appreciated watching him run, um, and you know. And then you got Dalvin Cook, so you got two guys that can run the football to keep pressure off your quarterback that you don't have faith in. I would say that that would be the next move to do. You know, uh, just put it in his hands a lot less, and when you do, just give him situations that he can succeed in. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We talked about this a little bit last hour. Brandon, I do have to get your thought. I, I I understand it's week two in the NFL. We're going to be all over the Jets and the Giants as we have been for the past ninety minutes or so. But I got to get your thoughts on the biggest story in college football that is brewing: Deion Sanders right now. What he has been able to do with that program. I mean, it's impressive, it's sensational, and it bears talking about. So I want to get your thoughts on that coming up next. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Hey, I'm watching this game in bed. I got home late. I've got the show to do in the morning. So I tried my best to stay up because I was excited to see 
uh, what continues to be the unfolding of the biggest story, most fascinating story in college football, led by the biggest star right now in college football, Deion Sanders. And I fell asleep right before that final drive in regulation where Shador Steve, uh, Sanders takes his team down for the game-tying touchdown, two-point conversion, 98-yard drive. 36 seconds left, and then they ultimately go on to win in overtime. I want to get your thoughts on everything that's happening, man. I saw you tweeting about it. So what what are you thinking? Well, first of all, I I love what Deion Sanders is doing. I love what Deion Sanders done in Jackson. I love how he went down and turned that thing around and had everybody interested in the HBCUs. Um, Took the job over at Colorado. He's doing a great job. He did a great job of recruiting and getting guys out the portal. Guys want to play for prime, man. He 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 does it in a way to where he makes the kids the kids love him. I know I play for coaches that I absolutely love, and I did, and I would do anything to make sure they win, right? I would make sure anything those coaches are successful, and that's what we got with Prime right now. But last night's game against Colorado State, that game was a great football game to watch from top to bottom. It started off a little rough during the week with uh, Norville talking about what his mom taught him and. You know, you take your glasses and your hat off when you're in the room. Well, that's what your mom and dad taught you, right? And everybody else, mom and dad, don't think that that's a disrespectful thing that they're doing. So he gave a little bulletin board material, you know, um, <laughs> and talked about a lot, like, you know, discipline. But this, all the stuff he said, and, and, and when talking about discipline this and discipline that, he had a football team that came out in the first half of this game, the first half of the game, with 11 penalties for 128 yards. <laughs> Where's the discipline? Yeah, right. Where is the discipline there, right? So he, he did that. The, the You know, the ending game, they ended up with 17 penalties for 187 yards, and they had nine personal fouls. Where is that discipline? Including that rough in the passer penalty that was just dre- – oh, the late hit, actually, the late hit in, in overtime that was dreadful. Right. So, I mean, where is that, that – like all of that discipline must have went out of the window, I guess – you know, just for this week. But Colorado State played some undisciplined football. And I think they had a chance to win the football game if they didn't play as bad on D. I mean, on, uh, you know, just with just playing behind the chains and just doing this. I mean, they had a 30-yard penalty in in the same play. Can I, I mean, in two different plays. Like how, like, like, how do you do that? Nobody was hitting. Nobody was nothing. But you just gave up 30 yards to a, per, to a, a, a you know, a personal foul, then a face mask. You kidding me? Let me ask you something, Brandon. I, I never understood this. So it's, it's third and 10 right before Colorado gets the ball back. So Colorado State has it up eight, third and 10, late in the fourth uh, late in the fourth quarter. And they're throwing the ball short of the sticks. Like, you know you need a first down there. Like, what sense does it make to throw it to where you're a yard short into coverage that way? Well, they've been they had they had been running the shadow crosses the whole game. That's the, I, I think that's the only – play that they had in their playbook. Um, I like to, but, but to be short of the sticks, I'm not sure if the route was designed to be short of the sticks or that's just the player not having awareness. I can't put that on coaching more than, you know, the player in his, in his awareness. And, and speaking of the shallow crosses that they had run, I mean, that, that tight end, I, I forget, was it Horton with the touchdown where, you know, he, Tor- Tory Horton, Tory Horton, Horton yeah. the wide receiver, was the best player on the football field last night. I mean, that Bar touchdown nine. he caught where the ball is at his ankles uh, on a critical third down play where it didn't look like he had any shot. 
And, you know, he, he found a way to get to the end zone. It was just an incredible game uh, from, from top to bottom. And, you know, Deion Sanders now, a, as you mentioned, is doing something that deviates from what we as fans are accustomed to watching coaches do because he's doing it with swag. He's doing it with vibrancy. He's got sauce. And he's meeting it with success. So they become uh, just, what, the sixth team or I'm sorry, the fourth team in FBS history to start a season 3-0 and after losing 11-plus games the prior year. Where they, Colorado lost 11-plus games you know, by, by an average of 30 points. And, and what Dion has been able to do rebuilding this program with 87 new players and getting them to buy into this idea that, yes, you can be buttoned up, still have fun, and win games. It's, it's different from what we've been accustomed to watching in college football. Yeah, I'm, he's doing a great job over there, man. Um, I, you know, I applaud him for all the work he's putting in. There was one in eleven last year, like you said. I think the year before that, they they were also, I think, the two and nine or something like that. The year before that, um, he's already three and zero. He's already three and zero. Now he's coming down a tougher part of his schedule. You know, he got a uh, we got he got Oregon coming up, which I think they can beat Oregon because I, I don't think I, I, they got Bo Nix at quarterback, who I've been watching at Auburn for all these years. You know, not that the guy isn't good or anything, but I don't think he's going to pose a, a crazy threat like that. So they got him coming up, and then they got USC, Utah, they got Washington State. Those are all ranked teams. But, again, they're a ranked team as well. So yeah. I got them winning nine games on the season. Wow. So they got that Saturday game against Oregon at 330. Yeah, mm-hmm. They came into yesterday ranked number 18. So you, you of course, know they're going to be higher. And it was actually the tight end, uh, Dallin Holker, who who had yes. that touchdown grab. I, I said mm-hmm. it was the receiver. It was the tight end. And it was just an amazing play. And I thought that was going to be the nail in the coffin for Colorado. And, you know, the one thing I love about this, and you admitted it earlier, when you said, yes, you did pay, you did pay attention to the media. Because we hear a lot of players, coaches say, oh, we don't read anything. We, we don't listen to that stuff. Deion Sanders is is showing you he he eats it all up. He he listens to it. And I, I, what I love from last night was a quote after the game. Well, he kept it real. He said, I you know he's thinking during the game. He said, I I said we can't let this dude win. There ain't no way we could let this dude win. This press conference is going to be unbearable if we let this dude win. So he heard the noise. He knew all the chirping that was going on, you know, prior to the game with Novell, as you mentioned, talking about, you know, how he he goes about himself and how he carries himself with the with the sunglasses and and the you know the hat and all that. So this was important to him, and he found a way in the most or one of the most improbable fashions to get this win down 11 in the fourth quarter, winning overtime, and now they're 3-0, man, and the, the ceiling is high for this, 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 this squad. I'm looking forward to watching what, you know, what they do the rest of the season. I want to see, you know, because now this is the part coming up now where coaching matters. You know, you got, you got Lincoln Riley coming up in this, in this next few weeks. Like, we all know how great of a coach he is, you know, but again, Prime is a, a Hall of Fame two-way football player. The boy knows the sport. He knows the sport like the back of his hand. This is what he does. You know, so I don't know, man. I got Colorado, like I said, I got Colorado winning nine games, uh, possibly losing to Utah, uh, USC, and maybe Washington State. It's got to be tough, though, because we did get the injury news. Travis Hunter, who, who suffered a, a dirty hit in that game last night, is going to be out several weeks, and we know just how spectacular he is on both sides of the ball. Well, well, with, with Travis, you know, every, everybody want to talk about dirty hits, dirty hits, dirty hits. So I grew up in the era of number two is in, 
number two isn't as good as number one. Let's get number one out of the game, right? That's football. That is football. Now it was a late hit. It should have been. It was called a late hit. Not sure why I wouldn't call. Why it wasn't called targeting, and in the, and he wasn't ejected. I'm not sure why that why that wasn't the call. But at the end of the day, you play the game physical. You play the game hard. You play the game clean. But at the end of the day, you gotta no number two isn't as good as number one. Mm-hmm. And I and I've always stuck by that method. So for Colorado, 3-0, they've got Oregon next Saturday, 3.30 on ABC before uh, the next week after that they play USC, a team you think they could struggle again. So we'll see what this what happens you know, going forward in the rest of the season. But Dion has stolen uh, all the headlines in college football, and it is exciting to watch. I'm looking forward to it. 800-919-3776. Back to your Jets and Giants phone calls. We'll also play a game of in or out as we go around the National Football League. Week two of the season is underway. Started Thursday night with the Eagles beating the Vikings. We get the rest of the slate today before a doubleheader tomorrow. So we're all pumped to talk about it, and we'll do it next right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to decide. Are you in or are you out? Oh, let's do it. Little game of in or out. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 98.7 ESPN. This is where our producers come in. They will give us a statement. We will assess said statement, and Brandon and myself will tell you whether or not we are in or out on uh, what they just said. So we'll start with me, and then we'll kind of alternate who goes first. So let, let's go with uh, Harvey. Let's see what you got today. What's on your mind, Harvey? All right, let's go local here to start out with this one. So Zach Wilson against the Cowboys. We'll see how he fares. Did all right against Buffalo last weekend on Monday night. But... Schedule gets tougher. You got the Patriots. You got the Eagles. You got the Giants after the bye. In or out on Zach Wilson remaining as the starting quarterback by the bye week? I'm in on this just because the Jets don't have an alternative. And Tim Boyle, who today is going to be the backup quarterback, and if all things go, you know, poorly, I guess Randall Cobb is the emergency quarterback. The Jets just don't have a contingency plan in place. You know, put together, you know, where you lose Rodgers and, and you can just kind of be okay the rest of the year. So you got to ride with Zach. See what he can give you. You're hoping that under the tutelage of Aaron and with the growth that he's experienced in the offseason and now that you get Nathaniel Hackett in here, who's a really good offensive coordinator, you're hoping that the combination of all of those things puts Zach in better position to succeed. Now with Brees Hall back, Garrett Wilson year two, you've got Lazard there and Cobb and Cook. So all of those things, I think, give the Jets optimism and confidence that he's going to be the guy that can, you know, at least get them through the bye week. So I'm in on him being the quarterback uh, through the first six games. Yeah, I'm definitely in on that as well. Um, He will be the quarterback the rest of the season because I think the guy got a chip on his shoulder and we're all going to see it. I'm not writing the Jets off or him just yet. Um, I'm going to let him go out and, and, and be able to prove whether or not he belongs, and I think he does. Next. Okay. Um, So speaking of chips on shoulders, we're going to talk about Lillard. So Lillard to Miami, uh, are they winning the championship? Are you in or out? Uh, Say that one more time. Lillard gets traded to Miami. 
Are they winning the championship? I'm out on that. I'm I'm out on that because you still got two players down there that you got like both guys are ball dominant and the relationship may not match. So I'm definitely out on that. Yeah, I, I would have to be out on that as well. I, I think the the Bucks, the Celtics, the the Lakers, the Nuggets would all be better. So I would be out on that. All right, let's go with here. The Bears, they're not good. I just saw a stat that the Bears have lost their last 11 games and that Justin Fields has lost his last, I want to say like nine starts, something like that. He's been dreadful. The Giants play the Cardinals later on today. (laughs) Are we in or out on the Chicago Bears? being worse than the Arizona Cardinals this season. Man, that's tough because the Cardinals aren't even trying to win games. I'm out on that just because Justin Fields last year did have moments where he looked like he could become, you know, representable at that position. Now, I will say that trade for for Chase Claypool is not aging well, giving up a first rounder to get him. I understand why they did it, but you figure that he was going to be able to help you, you know, get to that next level. And he just, that, that just has not been the case. So, uh, you know, I'm out on the Bears being worse than the Cardinals just because the Bears, you know, they, they still have some talent there. You know, DJ Moore, you know, you did trade for him for a reason. Uh, and the Cardinals aren't trying to win games. So I'm, I'm out on the, the Bears being worse than the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think I got to agree with that as well. I'm, I'm out on that as well. I, you know, like we said, the, Bears, uh, the Cardinals isn't even trying to win games. So, I mean, I, I don't know what it is that they're actually going to work for every day. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I got to agree there. Okay. Uh, Trey Lance takes the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Are you in or out? No, I'm out on that. Dak's going to be the uh, – uh, Brandon was supposed to start. My bad, I jumped in, but I'm out on that. Dak's going to be the quarterback. <laughs> Dak's going to be the quarterback the rest of the season. And I have this rule where, like, if Kyle Shanahan isn't able to get you to be the best version of yourself and he gives up on you, I have to be out on you. That's just my rule because I, I, I trust Kyle Shanahan's uh, genius. Well, I'm out on Trey Lance taking the Cowboys to, you know, to the Super Bowl and Dak Prescott. So I'm out on that whole notion like, period. All right, I want to squeeze a fun one in here because it is it is confirmed that Brandon Jacobs has the all-time touchdowns uh, for the Giants at 60. Mm-hmm. He's halfway uh, towards Tiki Barber's all-time mark of 10,000 rushing yards. But <laughs> with Brandon Jacobs at 60 and Saquon Barkley at 29, are we in or out on Saquon Barkley catching up to Jacobs? Ooh. 60 all-time TDs for the Giants and him changing that Instagram handle. Go ahead, BJ. Let's see what you got, baby. Well, I'm, as much as I love Saquon, I love how dynamic he is and explosive he is as a football player. Just the way the game has gone, you know, from then to now, uh, I'm out on Saquon uh, beating that record because just the, just the way they want to pitch and catch the ball now. Yeah, I have to be out on that. So he's, what, 31 touchdowns shy of that mark. I don't even know that he has a long-term future with his organization just because we see what's happening with the contracts once you become a certain age and teams view you as more of a disposable uh, player as opposed to you know going out there and getting somebody in the draft who comes in on a rookie contract and make they can utilize him the same way that they did, not maybe to the – 
you know, to the level of Saquon, but they, they find replacements and do it by committee. So I, I have to be out on it. I, I think Brandon Jacobs is in the clear. I like that one. <laughs> I like. The, I mean, I, I like the question. <laughs> I one. think he's in the clear. Next. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones will bring the Giants to the playoffs. I am 100% in on Daniel Jones bringing the Giants to the playoffs. Like I said, I'm talking about was a was a really bad uh, showing uh, last Sunday night. I don't think they can play like that again. I think that I'm in on that. Daniel Jones last week, um, I don't think you can look at that and say that it's an indictment on him. Sure, could he have performed better? Of course. But 12 total hits, seven sacks, didn't have much time. And he got nothing from his offensive line, nothing from all these shiny weapons. Before the season, I picked the Giants to make the playoffs. I'm not going to be out on that after just one game. It was a horrific game, but I'm still in on Daniel Jones taking the Giants to the playoffs. I think they'll be a good defense. Their offense will get cooking. They'll win this game today. All the alarms that have been sounded because of that loss to Dallas, I think should be because you do have to measure yourself up against the elite competition in your division and see how closer you can get to competing with those teams. But with all that said, I think the Giants will be much better than they displayed last uh, last Sunday. Not hard to do, but I think we'll see them get yeah. into the playoffs still uh, still as a wild card team. They, I think I think they can show up and be better than that. Just yeah. showing up, just, <laughs> just getting off the bus. Just showing up to the game, <laughs> they will be better than that. All right. By the way, Daniel Jones has 12 rushing touchdowns, so he's he's a ways away from Brandon Jacobs. Oh, yeah, so you might have a threat there, BJ. Yeah, he's uh, – uh, well, uh, I don't think so. If he gets it, five more – it, that, that, that record is going to sit for a while. I got that. <laughs> All right. Chiefs-Jaguars here. About to start at 1 o'clock here. Chiefs 0-1. Jaguars 1-0. The Chiefs have been to the AFC Championship game for as long as I can remember here. Five straight times. But Patrick Mahomes has Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, former giant Richie James here. Chargers as their competition in a loaded AFC conference. Are we in or out on the a- on the Chiefs making the AFC Championship a game again this year? I'm out on this, actually, Brandon. I, I-, I think the Bengals are going <sighs> to... Oh, making the championship game, not the Super Bowl? No, yeah. Oh, championship, championship game. game. Yeah, yep. no, I'm in on that. I, th- I thought you said Super Bowl. My apologies. I'm in on that. Since Mahomes has been the starter of the Chiefs, Every title game has gone through Arrowhead. He's never played a road playoff game. I guess if you want to say he has, it would only be because in 2020, Tampa hosted the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's considered a neutral game. The Chiefs have gotten to a point where they're so good and so well coached and they have the best quarterback in football to me. And it's not even a question. I have to see it to believe it. So until I see someone take them down and they don't get to a championship game with the healthy Mahomes, I'm going to keep counting on that. So I'm in on the Chiefs getting back to the AFC championship game. Well, a few weeks ago myself, I was asked to make a prediction on the championship games. All right. Um, NFC, I had two different picks, one being the Giants being in there. Uh, But as far as that, I had Buffalo and the Ravens going to – the AFC Championship game. But given the fact that I'm a big Josh Allen fan and watching the way he turned the ball over and the way he played last week against the Jets, I'm not so sure I'm not so sure on that now. But like you said, it's only one week to change it, so I'm out on the Chiefs making the AFC Championship game. And I believe that'll do it. Well, so thank you to 
Harvey and Chantel for a great in and out. We'll do that every show. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 800-919-3776. We're about 12 minutes shy of kickoff. We'll take your phone calls, do some uh, bets against the spread before the games kick off. So still a whole lot to do. We're on the air until 220, leading you into pregame coverage of the Jets and the Cowboys right here on 98.7 ESPN.